Ah, and we are live! Welcome back to Takes by Fans. We got a great show for you today. As always, we are live every single day at noon Eastern. If you want to watch it live, head over to twitch.tv slash Takes by Fans. If you want to watch but not live, head over to our YouTube channel, Takes by Fans. We post all of our shows and clips of the show there on a daily basis. And if you just want to listen, we are on podcasting apps, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, so however you want to watch it or listen, we've got you covered multiple ways. Alrighty, folks, the day is here, draft day officially, we are, what do we got, eight hours, eight hours out from that first pick, Trevor Lawrence getting drafted by the Jags, and then who knows, it's anybody's guess after that, so... We finally made it. Um, you know, what are we? It was 73 day countdown culminating to this moment tonight. Who will be drafted? Who's going to take who? Which teams are going to be Super Bowl champions just off of tonight alone? So, cannot wait. We've got our live draft show. 7 30 Eastern time is when we're going to go live. Half hour before when the draft starts to get kind of, you know, re caught up or whatever happens, you know, from when we end the show today till we get to that live at 7.30, kind of break down everything that's happening, get our kind of notes in order, and then we're good to go for the rest of the night. So join us at 7.30 at twitch.tv slash takesbyfans to come out, watch with other fans, and hopefully our teams are making the right decision tonight. Um, we I've been saying all season long, I want Devontae Smith at number six. I wanted Devontae Smith at number three, but then the Dolphins got a little cued and traded back three spots, so we'll see if he's still available there, but I will be shaving the beard alive, folks, alive if we do not take Devontae Smith at number six. If we take a lineman, if we take Jamar Chase, if he's still there, Waddle, anybody else that's not Devontae Smith, the beard will be shaving off alive. So if you want to come watch that, that's going to be there as well. Maybe. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. I, I want Devontae Smith at number six, folks. Truly. Um, alrighty, so today we're just going to be kind of, you know, breaking down the NBA kind of quickly, doing our moneymaker for tonight's NBA action. We're not going to pay that much attention to the NBA tonight, unfortunately, because, I mean, come on, draft night, folks, come on, we've been months preparing for this. Um, but we'll see what the moneymaker's looking like. Maybe the Timberwolves are playing tonight. Could you imagine winning on the Timberwolves bat and, you know, your team getting that draft prospect you wanted? It'd be a win-win for everybody out here. So we will still cover the NBA today, um, but I kind of wanted to kind of look at the odds of the draft we just did our mock draft yesterday so let's kind of see if we can make any money potentially on tonight's draft depending on you know who gets drafted where so we'll see if there's any great value to take tonight obviously Trevor Lawrence I mean if you if you bet on me if you bet him for being the first overall pick I mean it's like minus 10,000 so there you don't make any money you bet a million dollars on Trevor Lawrence going number one you win 10 grand I mean it's not even worth it so we'll try to find out where that value is where if you bet a million dollars you can win a million so we'll see what uh, what's up with that so we got all that today on the show, so let's just jump right into it with the stories of the day. And man, oh man, yes, sir. I really actually love this a lot because, well, let's just get into it right now. Uh, the Last night, the Broncos traded a six-round pick for quarterback Teddy Bridgewater. Very well done. This is what we wanted. We wanted Teddy Bridgewater out of Carolina because they went with Sam Darnold over him. That's fine. I don't agree with it, Matt Rule, but we'll see if you can make it work. Definitely a lot of pressure on Matt Rule this season, man. I mean, he had a working quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater, but now 
he's kind of going with an experimental quarterback of Sam Darnold a little, a little bit. So we'll see if he's able to make him work. So pressure on Matt Rule this season. But we loved what we saw from Teddy Bridgewater last season. Just couldn't be clutch. Just truly unfortunate. Was able to be competitive and be in all the games last season. The only games that they lost by more than one possession on were those uh, Bucks games. And I mean, folks, that's a Super Bowl champion right there. So you got to give them a little bit more respect. And we can kind of maybe look past those double-digit losses by the Bucks because it's the freaking Bucks. So he kept those games all close. We really thought he should have had another year uh, here with Carolina. Teddy Bridgewater, especially with Christian McCaffrey being out all last season. I mean, you didn't even have your best running back. Mike Davis, a lot of people like him. He was all right. 600 yards rushing. Didn't get that 1,000 yard. I mean, not that elite back in Christian McCaffrey that can also catch the ball out of the backfield. So... Definitely think uh, Teddy Bridgewater deserved one more year there in Denver, but he's going to the Broncos, and now it gets a little interesting because they had Drew Locke, and we heard the general manager say that he wanted quarterback competition, so they bring in Teddy Bridgewater. So now what do they do at that number nine pick? We just did our mock draft last night and said that the Broncos would take Mac Jones at number nine because they wanted another quarterback to compete with Drew Locke, but now is is this kind of what they want here? I mean, that's a pretty good. I would I would go into quarterback camp you know with those two quarterbacks battling for that number one spot so we'll see what the Broncos do here tonight they're not in any really need at a skill position you still got Philip Lindsay you still got Jerry Judy Noah Fant at the tight end. I'm blanking on their their other wide receiver. Let me see if I can bring up their depth chart. Uh, Tim Patrick. He, he's like 6'4", and he had like 600 yards receiving last season. So they really don't need any real skill positions. The only needs that PFF says you know, for their roster is quarterback, tackle, and linebacker. So we'll see if they still draft a quarterback here, having three quarterbacks going into camp. I don't know if that's what the Broncos are going to do, but they really don't have that much need anywhere. Do they go and get a linebacker, number nine, maybe over? reach a little bit for a linebacker have their pick of the crop because we don't have a linebacker going in the top eight before the Broncos draft anyway so we'll see what they do but I would say I mean if we you know we're gonna keep you know this up we're gonna you know we're not gonna go and redo the mock draft unfortunately um, but um, I, I wouldn't see the Broncos taking a quarterback now that you've got Teddy Bridgewater. I think he's a, a starting caliber quarterback right now. He's proven that he can win games. He's proven that he can kind of, you know, be competitive in every single game. So we'll see what the Broncos do here tonight. Maybe they just shore up their offensive lineman at number nine. Maybe they get Panay uh, Sewell. Maybe for their tackle, but um, yeah, bringing in Teddy Bridgewater, I love it. I love that Teddy Bridgewater is on a team that he could potentially thrive in. I know we've kind of thrown it out there that Teddy Bridgewater goes to Denver. They've got the receivers to do so. They've got the running game to do so. He's got the ability to deliver the ball and kind of be a playoff caliber quarterback in this league, so... Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. Once again, this draft, man, we really don't know what's going to happen besides number one. We have a little bit of an idea that the Jets are taking Zach Wilson. And then at number three, we're hearing freaking Mac Jones or Trey Lance, which I think is a little ridiculous. So maybe Justin Fields makes a little surprise. Not to us. It wouldn't be a surprise if the 49ers took Justin Fields to us, but maybe a surprise to the media a little bit. So definitely cannot wait for the draft tonight, folks. Going to be absolutely great. And now we get another question mark at number nine. What do the Broncos do? Get a third quarterback, shore up their line, get the linebacker that they need? We, we'll, we shall see, man. Oh, my goodness. I cannot wait. Woof. 
Broncos fans, I want to see you in the chat uh, tonight, 7.30, at twitch.tv slash Shakespeare fans. I want to know what y'all are saying about uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Do you, do you think you should still get a quarterback even though you got Teddy B? I want to know what you guys are thinking, so come out to the live draft show tonight, 7.30 Eastern, twitch.tv slash fans. Alrighty, let's move on to the next story up, and I love this one. Yes, sir, Saquon Barkley is on track to play week one. We saw him go down week one um, with an ACL injury last season. Absolutely just a crushing blow to Giants fans, the team. I mean, as soon as he went down, you were like, oh, my goodness, we, we're, we're not going to do anything this season. Now, Daniel Jones led you all do some decent wins. I think they were only like a game out from winning the NFC East. But they were still competitive, and now, you know, we saw that they shored up their, you know, weapon department offensively at the wide receiver position at free agency, and now they're getting their great running back back. So that just kind of, you know, well, we, well, well let's see what we said. Uh, for the Giants, we have them taking Panay Sewell at number 11, shoring up their line because they really have all the skill positions down. So now that, you know, the Broncos at number 9 don't need another quarterback, now this has implications on what the Giants do in the draft because if Panay Sewell is off the board at uh, number 9 for the Broncos, what do the Giants do? Do they overreach on another offensive lineman? Do they go maybe get a great talent? Who knows? Who knows? So there's implications on Teddy Bridgewater getting traded. It's fantastic. Now, what do this Giants team do? Uh, do they shore up their offensive line? I think that's the direction they're going. They need to keep this man healthy right here, Saquon Barkley. I love Daniel Jones, but he's not going to be the one. He's not going to single-handedly lead you to a playoff run, a Super Bowl appearance. It's really going to have to be, you know, maybe 60% running, 40% passing, not truly 50-50. Uh, kind of, you know, what the Titans are doing, relying on Derrick Henry, like 80%. Try to kind of rely on Tannehill, 20%. But I think this Giants team can rely on Saquon Barkley like 60% and have Daniel Jones do that other 40% and, you know, do just enough to get them into the playoffs. So Saquon Barkley's back on track. That's all we want to see. And hopefully he can stay healthy for this entire year. So we'll see if the Giants draft the lineman to kind of keep him a little healthier, a little bit more safer as well. Let's see. <clears throat> Alrighty, we knew that the Seahawks kind of early offseason was a little shaky, a little rocky. We saw Pete Carroll kind of coming out in the media saying, hey, I don't want to get hit anymore. I don't know what this organization is doing. And hey, I'll leave if it doesn't get better. So, you know, kind of put that out there. Big old meatball out here on this uh, Seahawks team coming into next season. But uh, Pete Carroll says, hey, Russell Wilson is in a great place right now. So, Let's see what these quotes are saying of Pete Carroll. Let's see if we can get a little insight on what is going inside this uh, Seahawks organization. Alrighty, so after Russell Wilson kicked off the annual break from football activity by taking his, this, his concerns with the Seahawks public, things have grown quiet. Pete Carroll says that's because the two sides have come to a mutual understanding after the internal discussions that addressed the, quote, stuff that was said that had to be dealt with, end quote. So, yeah, I mean, you know, once things come out publicly, and we know Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson, I mean, we've always seen their kind of, you know, relationship as really solid. We've seen that they, what was, you know, showing to us, you know, just in the media and just what we were seeing on the field and all this of how they speak about each other. We thought, you know, their relationship was kind of airtight. We didn't really see any rift, and that's why, you know, we were kind of shocked when Russell Wilson was coming out publicly and saying all this. You know, Russell Wilson is kind of a true leader. He knows, you know, that the media takes everything and blows it out of proportion it, you know it's kind of you know I kind of got the um, 
the feeling that Russell Wilson just kind of knew, let's keep everything internal because once things kind of break out, that's when, you know, the the cracks start to show. That's kind of what happened to the Legion of Boom a little bit, kind of egos, kind of, you know, in money, kind of split them up a little bit. Uh, but... You know, uh, so it, it was very strange, Russell Wilson coming out and saying all this stuff publicly to us, but we get a quote here by Pete Carroll on how it is now. Quote, Russ is in a great place right now. He's been in a great place throughout the offseason. We have communicated through all the things just like I always have. This is not any different than it's ever been. It's the same way we've always communicated. I've always utilized all the players that have information for me. If anybody had an insight that would help me figure out something or know a little bit something more about a situation, I felt free to call my guys, and I've always been like that. And Russ is a guy I always talk to stuff about, so nothing's changed. So, hey, Russ, Russell Wilson had a little bit of an issue, talked to Pete Carroll about it, and now it seems like they're back on track. We're not here. I mean, we haven't even heard anything about Russell Wilson. I mean, we were hearing, you know, trade rumors about Russell Wilson. How crazy is that how crazy thinking you trade away Russell Wilson a true starting face of the franchise quarterback that can prove that he can win Super Bowls he can win the he can be the guy so we've seen that time and time again from Russell Wilson uh, so yeah just really interesting here seems to be all right now and I you know I'm, you know that the biggest kind of the biggest kind of um, you know green flag about this situation is that we didn't we haven't heard anything for months. When was the last thing you heard about Russell Wilson? Months it had to be months ago. So everything seems to everything seems to be fine here for Seattle, which is great. We want Russell Wilson to succeed. Pete Carroll seems like a great coach. I mean, I've never seen anything personally wrong with him coaching. Any really thing bad, you know, that he's doing out there. Maybe, you know, having Russell Wilson throw on the one-yard line in the Super Bowl, that was a bad decision. But, you know, everybody, you know, has bad decisions here and there. So everything seems to be fine in Seattle. Now the real test is going to be what do the Seahawks do with their first-round pick? They don't even have one. They don't have a first-round pick. So they can't get an offensive tackle to kind of shore up their positioning. Their first pick in this year's draft, let's see where they're picking. Second round, number 56. So Seahawks, we know Russell Wilson doesn't want to get hit anymore, so we'll see if everything truly is fine in Seattle if they pick a lineman come round number two, come uh, Saturday, if they go out and pick a uh, – or Friday, uh, tomorrow. Uh, we'll see if um, – they pick a lineman to kind of make Russell Wilson a little bit happier in Seattle. But uh, everything, according to Pete Carroll, is fine. So we'll see how true that is. Alrighty, next story up in this one. Wow, wow, here we go. Saints are reportedly interested in trading up in the first round. Their pick in the first round is 28. Is that correct? Yes, sir, 28. So, but they want to trade up, and they want to trade up so far, they're trying to get into the top 10. They want to get in the top 10, according to Jay Glazer. They're trying to go to the top 10, which would make a ton to make happen. I mean, why would why, what do they need so bad that they need to trade in the top 10 for? A wide receiver, linebacker, corner, back if they want to take a wide receiver yeah definitely gonna to have to get into the top 10 I mean 
We've got Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, and Jalen Waddle all going five, six, seven. So if they want to kind of get one of those big name wide receivers, one of these A1 tier one wide receivers coming out of the draft, they're gonna have to try and get into the top ten or get into the top seven, honestly. And who are they gonna trade back with? Maybe the Dolphins? I mean, that's gonna be frustrating. And I, I know the Dolphins have talked about trading back, and if the Saints want to trade up to get in the top ten at number six, then they would have their pick from Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle. So I truly hope hope that doesn't happen because that means the Dolphins don't get Devontae Smith. That means the beard is getting shaved off live on our draft show, if you haven't heard. And that means we have to have a new set come tomorrow as well. So hopefully that doesn't happen. Um, so if they want to trade up and get to the top 10, that's kind of sounding like a wide receiver to me because we have all the good wide receivers going in the top 10. Linebackers, I mean, you're not going to trade in the top 10 to get a linebacker, are you? When do we have the first linebacker taken in this draft? Who's taking the first one? We got the Eagles at number 12 with Michael Parsons, but there is still decent linebacker depth. Um... Jeremiah Owusu, we love what we saw from him. Zayvon Collins, Michael Parsons. So there is still linebacker depth that I really wouldn't see the Saints just kind of going up into the top 10 to try and get. And then their last need that we see here is a cornerback. When do we have the first cornerback taken? Well, that's number eight with the Panthers with Patrick Certain. And we just saw... Or, or we know the Panthers are kind of, you know, they just got Sam Darnold. They're already good offensively. Yeah, they still need defense. But if the Saints want to get in the top 10, maybe the Panthers trade back. Maybe the Saints get that number eight pick. So we'll see here, man. We, You know, we still got eight hours for all this kind of, you know, fake stories and maybe true stories that kind of really unfold before everything happens live tonight. But there's going to be a lot of stuff going on, folks. We don't know what the Broncos are doing now. We don't know what the Saints are doing now. The Dolphins, I mean. They they want to trade back. They love trading back. We just saw Brian Flores. He he's he's a dealer, folks. He robs everybody blind. Started with Larry the Larry Tunsil deal, and now with the 49ers trading back. So or the 49ers trading up, us trading back. So who knows what's going to happen, man? Who freaking, ooh, it's going to be great, folks. Ooh, it's going to be great. So watch out for the Saints to move up in the top 10. Hopefully they're not calling the Dolphins. Hopefully they're not calling the Dolphins. Um, righty. But there are also some fake stories out there as well. So once again, we have to be weary of what we're seeing out here. This kind of um, Saints story seems to be pretty legitimate. I'm seeing a lot of sources saying this. But there was one story that broke a little bit earlier today that has kind of been, hey, this is fake. You know, a lot of people are calling this as kind of bullshit over here. So the 49ers had made a massive trade offer to the Packers for Aaron Rodgers. So we get this quote, this quote here, this tweet here, this quote tweet. That's why I was going to say tweet. <laughs> tweet. Uh, <laughs> um, but Bill Michaels on Twitter, blue check mark verified and everything, spilling out nonsense out here. Now this is fake, but. This is what he was saying. This is what, you know, 10.52 this morning. So we still got to be wary of what we're seeing out here. But this is what he tweeted. The 49ers have offered the Packers the third overall pick in this year's draft, plus other picks and a number of players from their current roster, including Jimmy Garoppolo for Aaron Rodgers. The Packers turned them down. So... Um, you know, we can kind of know this is fake by kind of how he's wording this tweet, uh, this tweet, geez, uh, this tweet, 
Uh, the 49ers have offered the Packers the third overall pick in this year's draft, plus other picks, plus other players. Some of these players include Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, no, we would know. I mean, folks, we're like eight hours. We would know kind of the full terms. We would know the players. We would know the picks. I mean, this is kind of a fake tweet right here that we can kind of see just by the wording of it. So, once again, got to be a little weary here. What's going on today? Don't get bamboozled. Don't get fooled. And don't double down on anything just quite yet, folks. All right? We still got eight hours. There's plenty of time to resolve and find out if these stories are true or not so but you know be on your toes out there today folks be on your toes it's like april fool's day fool's day you got to be on your toes you don't know what's real what's fake Alrighty, but now we get another kind of pre-draft story right here. The Niners do not have plans to trade Jimmy Garoppolo during the draft unless return value overwhelms them. Well, I don't really get that. I mean, this is the perfect time to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. Go and get these picks that you want so bad. There's there's going to be teams in this draft that want a solid quarterback that aren't going to get one because they're not one of the first three picks. Like we said, I mean... The, the Bears, they still have Andy Dalton. Come on, any quarterback is still a good upgrade over Andy Dalton. And the Bears don't pick until number 20, where we have all the quarterbacks taken off the board by number 15 of Trey Lance. So the Bears could potentially maybe give the 49ers some picks. Maybe the Bears throw in the number 20 pick. Maybe they throw in their second round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo. So this is a time to really trade him because Kyle Shanahan is already set on getting rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. He He's already called Jimmy Garoppolo not a starting quarterback. Remember that press conference a couple of days ago that Kyle Shanahan did saying that they want to go out and find their starting quarterback? I mean, that one quote right there tells us everything we need to know about the Jimmy Garoppolo situation in the 49ers locker room, that he's not the guy anymore. They're not kind of expecting him to be on the roster come week one. So this is the time to do it. Trade Jimmy Garoppolo when the value's high, when all these desperate teams are trying to get a quarterback Let's say the Patriots don't even get, you know, Trey Lance at number 15. Maybe he goes somewhere else. I, I can't really see him going anywhere else here um, in the top uh, 15. But let's just say something happens. Somebody else trades up. Maybe the Saints trade up and get Trey Lance. How wild would that be? So, I think this is the time to do it right now. If, you know, you can get another first-round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo this year, I say you go out and do it. What do they say that the 49ers need here? They need the quarterback, which we know they're getting at number three, whether whether, whether it's Mac Jones, Trey Lance, or Justin Fields. I think it's Justin Fields. I, I think the other two are smoke screens. Um but they also need a wide receiver. And let's just say this 49ers team kind of trades back uh, to number, let's just say, 20. Because that would be a decent fit here for the Bears to go out. They can even maybe do number 15 if they trade Jimmy Garoppolo back to the Patriots. I don't really see that happening. Bill Belichick's already kind of like, yeah, I liked him. But now he's injury prone. And I'm not going to want damaged goods out here. I want kind of a new quarterback that I can kind of mold. So I really would not expect. I would kind of put it at like a, I'm not going to put it at 0% chance of the Patriots getting Jimmy Garoppolo, I'll put it at a 1% chance. Maybe there's still something, but I would say kind of, you know, bridges are burned there. I would say just for Bill Belichick alone, he's like, you know what? Y'all already had your chance at Jimmy Garoppolo being the Patriots quarterback. Y'all didn't want it. So I'm not going to do, I'm not going to do y'all any favors. I'm going to go and get the next guy. I'm not going to go and get these damaged goods. So I really wouldn't expect Jimmy Garoppolo to get traded to the Patriots. 
But, um, yeah, they can go and get a wide receiver here. And we have the Bears taking Rashad Bateman at number 20. Maybe that's what the 49ers do. Get the quarterback, get the wide receiver to kind of help out everything else. And now you're good, and you've you've turned that Jimmy Garoppolo that you know you're not going to use anymore into a first wide receiver, first-round pick. So, We'll see what happens. Once again, there's going, there's going to be, there's going to, something's big's going to happen in this year's draft. There's usually a big moment in every draft. And this, I don't think this draft is any different here. In fact, I think this draft is a little special because I think we're going to get a lot of kind of jaw-dropping moments due to the COVID situation. You can't really evaluate that much talent this year. A lot of players taking the year off we don't really know about. How they're going to work. Jamar Chase, is he still going to be good? So, a lot of question marks here. A lot of teams that, uh, you know, need quarterbacks or want quarterbacks that may just kind of sell out to go and get a decent one. There's still good backups in this league. We just saw the Broncos make a move last night for Teddy Bridgewater. There's still Jimmy Garoppolo out on the table, folks. So, if the Broncos are trading for Jimmy or Teddy Bridgewater, then... Uh, you know, uh, um, Jimmy Garoppolo can go as well. And let's not forget about Marcus Mariota there with the Raiders, folks. Maybe something happens with him. They just took He just took a pay cut to stay on the team. They really kind of don't want him on the team. They just want him as a backup. But, hey, if the price is right, one of these other kind of not in the top 20 teams that still need a quarterback, the the Bears, they they need a quarterback, folks. You can't, t you can't tell me different that they want freaking Andy Dalton to be their main man. Uh, so the Bears... That's probably the only one that wants a quarterback. Maybe even the Saints want a quarterback. Maybe that's why they're trading in the top 10. I don't think so because you still got Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill, and I think those are two good pieces to have in camp uh, to kind of go against each other. But, man, oh, man, who knows what's going to happen. Everything has to be on the table. Everybody's got to be wheeling and dealing today for these last eight hours, seeing what's sticking, seeing what they can get. So, yeah, the Niners don't have any plans to trade Jimmy Garoppolo tonight, but, I mean, if the, if the money's right, if the asking price is right, if that pick selection is right, number 20, we'll take that. So watch out for the Niners uh, to trade Jimmy Garoppolo tonight, even though it's not in their plans. Alrighty, and then another little reminder. I mean, talent and great value can be found anywhere in this draft. Here's another kind of uh, re reassurance of that. We had Tyron Matthew being selected 69th overall, and if Takes by Fans was kind of live back then in 2013, you would have heard us shouting that he should have been a first-round overall pick. We love Tyron Matthew in college, and he is absolutely panning out here in the league. Absolutely fantastic. Alva Camaro went number 67th in 2017. Stephon Diggs went 146th, folks. He's a huge reason why this Bills team got to the AFC Championship game. He's turning around franchises, so we can get players late, the oh, fifth, sixth round picks that turn around franchises, a la Tom Brady, the pinnacle of late round draft steals. Keenan Allen went 76th in 20. 13. Travis Kelsey went 63rd in 2013. Dak Prescott went 135 in 2016. George Kittle 146th in 2017. And Russell Wilson 75th in 2012. So if you don't get the guy in the first round, don't just say, hey, everything's over. We're going to suck. We're still going to be bad. We're not going to get it done this season. There is still, you know, gems to be found late in the draft. So yes, the first round is big because you're kind of getting guaranteed proven talent. 
But hey, you know, <clears throat> players that had, you know, one good year or, you know, just kind of, you know, had to go transfer around because they couldn't make it in that system, find their system their last year, really kind of, you know, makes an impact. They get drafted late. Look for um, Simi Fayoko. We think he's going to be a major impact. He's 6'3", and absolutely a beast of a wide receiver who goes up and gets the ball. So, I mean, there are there are going to be late-round picks in this year's draft that pan out, especially with COVID, this COVID season of some schools not playing, some players opting out. I mean, we haven't seen players in a year, so maybe they drop maybe they drop late in the draft, and, uh, you know, they, they, they still pick up where they left off, even though they didn't play last year, so... Um, you know, don't, uh, don't get too down on day number one, night number one, first round, if everything's not going great, unless the Dolphins don't pick Devontae Smith at number six, then the, the entire Dolphin season is ruined, uh, from then on out. Alrighty, and then the last story before we get into the NBA. Here we go. Emmanuel Sanders, he's choosing a single-digit number here with the Bills. He will wear number one with the Bills. So, looking really good. He's, um, he's a... Tier 1 wide receiver, in my opinion. A1 tier 1, so the number 1's fitting real good on this man. Um, it's going to be interesting. I don't think Emmanuel Sanders needs to kind of buy out the inventory because he just changed teams this season. So he may have gotten a little bit of a freebie here switching his number. But, um, yeah, I love a, a, a Emmanuel Sanders with the Bills. I think it's going to be fantastic. Him and Stephon Diggs, that's your number 1 and 2, baby. And then you still got Cole Beasley. I mean, man, oh, man. So the Bills going to be looking great this season if Josh Allen can keep it up, which I think he can. So Emmanuel Sanders will be rocking the number one. And if he gets a ring this year, I'm about it. I'm about it. I'll give Josh Allen a ring, Stephon Diggs a ring, and Emmanuel Sanders all getting their first rings. That's what I'm talking about, folks. Uh, players deserving of rings. Emmanuel Sanders, I would say, is one. Alrighty, um, before we get into the NBA, let's see if anything's live. We've been live for a half hour. Any news? We know news is going to come out like hotcakes today, folks. It's already kind of has. We already got a true story, a fake story about some teams wanting to kind of draft up and draft back. So let's see if we get anything here in the last hour breaking away. Uh, you can get a nice little volume hat. They're doing a little giveaway on the Volume Podcast Network. Colin Coward, call me. Let's do some business. Um, here we go. Some draft footage. <laughs> Pouncy ignoring the girl. He's like, get off me. I'm about to dump you. I'm about to upgrade the chick. So watch out for those. Always good to see kind of draft night brothers and uh, draft players getting drafted, seeing what they get drafted and uh, going wild with their families. Always a great sight to see. Alrighty. Anything else here? Well, this kind of gives credence to, you know, the Saints wanting to kind of move up into the kind of first round a little bit. They've, you know, traded in 2016, they traded a third and fourth round pick to move up 17 slots. They traded a fifth and future fifth to get a fourth round pick. 2017, they traded a future second round pick to get back in the third round. 2018, they traded the number 27 overall pick, a fifth round pick, and a future first uh, first to move up to number 14 in the overall draft. Just last season, 2019, or I should say two seasons ago, we are in 2021 now. Uh, 2019, they traded a second, a sixth, and a future second to move up 14 spots in the second round. 
And then last season, they traded a third and a future third to move up 14 spots in the third round. So they like to wheel and deal. They're dealing every single year. And now we have kind of, you know, the rumor here that they want to move up to the number 10, inside the number 10. So, and it's just annoying, man, because there's there, the, obviously, let's break this down a little bit more. Here we go. Um. Number one is the Jags. They're not moving back. Number two is the Jets. They're not moving back. Number three is the 49ers. They're not moving back. Number four, the Falcons. Now, they could potentially move back. We've heard them, you know, say, hey, we're still uh, we're still kind of optioning moving back. There's nothing truly that we need number four-wise, so we will move back. Number five with the Bengals, I don't think it's going to move back. I think they really want to get a weapon here, wide receiver-wise. At, no at number five, the Dolphins will also move back, which I don't like. The Lions here at number seven, very interesting here. I would say they could move back as well, but I really hope Dan Campbell doesn't go and start making your legacy right now. If you're the true head coach and you truly believe in yourself, start having your process, what you, what you want your team to look like. Go out and get that seventh round pick, that seventh pick in this year's draft. Go out and get the man that you want. So we'll see what the, I don't expect the Lions to move out. <clears throat> the Panthers at number eight could also move out. No real big need here to kind of fill. According to Matt Rule, it was just Teddy Bridgewater that really wasn't getting it done for him. Uh, so we'll see if uh, Sam Darnold's such a big, a more big impact. And now we get the Broncos at number nine. They could also move back as well because they just got Teddy Bridgewater. So they don't need him anymore. So Or they don't need to go out and get a quarterback anymore. So maybe they move back in the draft and just wait to see what comes. So now there are other kind of teams here. Broncos, Dolphins, and Falcons. I would say one of those three teams would make the trade with the Saints if the Saints want to make that trade. So watch out for those three teams. The Panther, the Broncos, the Dolphins, and the Falcons. And then I would say the fourth likely option would be the Panthers. I would say the most likely option would be the Falcons. The second most logical option would be the Dolphins. Third would be the Broncos. And then I would put the fourth at the Panthers if they all want to trade back. Alrighty, anything else breaking? What do we got? 14 minutes ago, so we got 15 minutes left to kind of see. What do we get? The Seahawks just made an intriguing signing, agreeing in terms with former Cardinals first round defensive tackle, Robert Kamdishi. Alrighty. We don't have the Seahawks taking a, well, the Seahawks don't even have a first round pick, so it doesn't even matter what they're doing out here. <sighs> Saints, oh, once again, look at them tweeting out the eyeball emoji, their official social media out here. So once again, giving credence to the Saints wanting to kind of move back here in the draft or move up in the draft. Oh, man, yo, I'm, oh, I, yo, folks, we're eight hours away and I still can't freaking wait, man. I'm so excited. What is going to happen tonight, man? It's going to be madness. It's going to be madness. All righty. And I can't believe uh, I can't believe everybody's saying that Javante Williams is the best running back in the draft. Have y'all not seen Travis Etienne or Najee Harris? I feel like I'm in the bizarro world over here in this year's draft. I've got Devontae Smith as the number one wide receiver. I've got Najee Harris and Travis Etienne as the top two running backs. Where people have Javante Williams from UNC. What has he shown us? He's an average running back. He's solid, definitely solid back here. But I think I'm taking Najee Harris over. I'm a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger. Najee Harris can do this as well. Travis Etienne is the speedster. Yes, Javante Williams is definitely a solid back. Absolutely a great hit here against Miami to stay on his feet. Don't get us wrong. But um, I don't really see anything special, too special about him. 
So, I don't know, man. I got that Najee Harris is the best running back in this year's draft. All right, but it seems like we are all caught up to date now. Caught up to the minute. So, we'll kind of, you know, keep looking back here over the next couple, uh, couple of minutes, couple of uh, half hours. But let's start talking about the NBA. Let's go through this quickly. Unfortunately, today's not the NBA's day. This is the NFL's day, so the NBA is gonna have to kind of move aside. Hopefully, there's not any great matchups on tonight that we kind of have to watch a little, maybe a little picture, picture and picture box. But let's uh, go over the NBA from last night. We'll do our money maker for tonight's action as well, and then we'll start talking about some great value that we can find betting on tonight's draft. So let's get into it right here. We'll start with the first game, Magic and the Cavs, and we knew Colin Sexton was not playing this game, so we told Joe to stay away from it, and we don't expect the Cavs to win, and that's exactly what happened. The Cavs don't win. Magic get the win, 109-104 over the Cavs last night. For the Magic, anybody do good. Chumo Kiki, 18 points, 3 assists, 3 rebounds. 3 of 6 from 3, we'll take that. Gary Harris, 19 points, 7 assists, 6 rebounds already. He's being very solid here in the starting lineup for this Magic team. Definitely, you know, winning kind of at that trade deadline for Gary Harris out there. Cole Anthony at the 1, 18 points, 3 assists, 4 rebounds. Off the bench, we get Dwayne Bacon, 16 points. Chasen Randall, 10 points. So, just once again, you know, just all right here. Nobody really being that true superstar on that Magic team like we know. And then for the Cavs, Isaac Okuru still stay, staying in for no Colin Sexton. And he put up 15 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists. Not bad. Darius Garland had the 25 points, 10 assists. Exactly what we need and expect from Darius Garland. Jared Allen, 17 points, 13 assists. 6 of those offensive. Very well done. Kevin Love, 6 points on 18% shooting, 2 of 10 from 3, very much floundered here this game. And then C.D. Osmond, 19 points, 1 of 5 from 3, 46% overall. So C.D. Osmond, a decent game here, second leading scorer. Just unfortunately, Kevin Love couldn't get it done. And then nobody else on the bench could get it done because they're not deep off the bench anymore. Because Colin Sexton and all that. C.D. Osmond has to come off. I mean, they don't even like to play C.D. Osmond, even off the bench. So if he's in the starting lineup, they're real desperate there on the bench. So, and nothing good off the bench. We get uh, Damian Dotson, eight points. And then we get, um, I don't even know what the heck this man's name is. Um, Finn Du... K. Bengal? That's his name. So, he got eight points. We never even called him all season. So... Magic get the win, 109-104. Good of us to stay away from the Cavs. We know what not good value looks like. And speaking of not good value, once again, we told you to stay away from the Hawks. I think they were getting like eight points last night. Very tempting, but we stayed away from it. And thank goodness we did because they get crushed, 127-83 over the 76ers. Once again, no Trey Young. Of course, they're going to be lackluster. So... Lou Williams does get into the starting lineup here, but he doesn't really have that great of an elevated production. He's still kind of a little lackluster scoring the ball here, and that's what Lou Williams needed to do off the bench and, you know, now in the starting lineup since uh, Trey Young is out. And also, Brandon Goodwin did not have a good night as well. We also don't get Bogdanovich playing, so Bogdanovich has been kind of the glue on this team of, you know, even with Trey Young, he was still getting it done. You know, that's why they were winning, and when, you know, he was out for those first couple of games... You know, he was always solid. So, no Bogdanovich. Lou Williams not being good offensively. Of course, this uh, Hawks team is losing. So, let's start here with the Hawks. Um, Brandon Goodwin at the 1. 5 points on 18% shooting. Come on. And then Lou Williams at the 2. 10 points on 28% shooting. He had 8 rebounds on five in 5 assists, which is good. But we need the points, man. Y'all don't understand. We need to score. The goal of basketball is to score more points than the other team does. And there's nobody to score on this Hawks team without Trey Young. <clears throat> 
and definitely Bogdan Bogdanovich. Clint Capella, nine points on 30% shooting, uh, eight rebounds. John Collins, he had 21 points on 72% shooting, but he's the only one that played well this game. And then we get Solomon Hill at the three, 14 points on 40% shooting on 10 shots. Not terrible, but, uh, I mean, we needed some. I mean, that can't be your second leading scorer out there, 14 points on 40% shooting. It's not going to get it done. And then nothing great off the bench. Danilo Gallinari, four points on one of nine from the field. What the hell is going on with this Hawks team not able to shoot? And then we can shout out Skylar Mars out here, 11 points on 62% shooting on 62 minutes. But once again, one bench player doing decent when your starters aren't all getting it done. Lou Williams, man, oh man, a little bit of a disappointment there. Really wish he would kind of carry the team a little bit more. Or just even a little bit, didn't even really do it at all. All right, but let's talk about the 76ers now. Simmons, Curry, Embiid, Tobias Harris, Danny Green, their good lineup is now all back together, all healthy, all good to go, and they're back at winning games, blowing out teams. Ben Simmons only putting up 8.6 assists and 4 rebounds. Seth Curry, 20 points, led the team in scoring. Very well done. Finally, a great game by Seth Curry here. Let's see if he can keep it up. He shot 4 of 7 from 3, 66% overall, and more importantly, got us those 20 points. Uh, nobody else has scored more than that. It's fantastic. Joel Embiid, 17 points, 7 rebounds. Tobias Harris, 17 points, 6 assists, 7 rebounds. Danny Green, 5 points on 1 of 3 from the 3 and only 5 shots overall. But they didn't need to play that many minutes because they were blowing out the Hawks team. So um, all the starters only playing like 25 or less minutes because it was just a blowout. And then off the bench, Shake Milton, 12 points, 6 assists, 6 rebounds in 13 minutes. Very well done. Firkin Korkmaz, 12 points off the bench. Yes, sir. Dwight Howard. Oh, little light on Dwight Howard. Come on, Dwight. You played 14 minutes and only give us two rebounds? No. We've never seen anything lackluster like that but from Dwighty out there. So, took a little bit of a night off, which we'll give him because it was a blowout anyway. We got to save Dwight Howard for those crucial games. And let's also shout out Tyrese Maxey before we uh, leave this game. 11 points, 2 assists, 2 rebounds in 13 minutes. So, well done. Just an absolute blowout. The Hawks couldn't buy a bucket to save their lives. What did they shoot as a team? They shot 33% as a team from the field. 31% from 3. But uh, it's not enough. 76ers shot 53% as a team from the field. 44% from the 3. So, there it is, folks. Alrighty, let's go to the next game up here. Wizards and Lakers. Wizards getting it done. Absolutely love it. Another win here for the Wizards. Extending their lead here in the Eastern Conference for the playing tournament. And uh, the Bulls also lost last night. So once again, you know, getting their lead. It's now a two-game lead. Very well done. I respect the hell out of this Wizards team, man. Love Russell Westbrook, what he's doing on the floor. And Bradley Beal, very consistent as well. Got to give it up for him. So let's start here with the Wizards. Who got it done? Russell Westbrook, 18 points, 14 assists, 18 rebounds, and only two turnovers. That's what we're talking about, Russ. Keep that up. This is what we love to see. Raul Neto still in the starting two, five points. So once again, we really can't rely on Neto too much. Yeah, he only took four shots, but hey, you know, be a little bit more uh, aggressive shooting the ball out there. Alex Len, 18 points, 9 rebounds. Where has this man come from? He had like two good games in a row now. This is what we're talking about. This is what we want to see from their big. Rui Hachimura had some nice contribution here. 12 points, 2 assists. He shot 4 of 8 from the field. Had a nice poster to kind of get the team elevated. That's what we're talking about. And then Bradley Beal at the 3. 27 points, 3 assists, 3 rebounds, 3 of 5 from the 3. 
And then anything good off the bench. Davis Burton's letting us down a little bit. Zero points on 0 of 6 from 3. Come on, Davis. you got to be better than that. Luckily, they had Ish Smith off the bench. 12 points, 2 rebounds in 18 minutes. Let's shout out Daniel Gafford. 8 points, 6 rebounds in 13 minutes. And then Chandler Hutchinson. 8 points, 6 rebounds as well off the bench. So... Some decent production here. Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal getting it done. Rui Hachimura, Alex Len having solid contributions. Now we're starting to see a lot more players offer great offensive nights. We see Rui Hachimura with the 12. We've seen Raul Neto put up 20. Alex Len putting up 18. Now they got Ish Smith back kind of consistently off the bench. He's putting up 12. So watch out for this Wizards team, especially if they can make it past that playing tournament and claim that eighth seed. I'm definitely all about seeing what Russell Westbrook can do against that Nets team. I cannot wait. Hopefully we get that. All right, let's go to the Lakers now. Here we go. Dennis Schroeder, KCP, Andre Drummond, Anthony Davis, Kyle Kuzma in the starting lineup. So Dennis Schroeder, 13 points, 8 assists, 4 rebounds. He shot 41% from the field. KCP only four points on five shots. Andre Drummond, 17 points, 11 rebounds. Classic Andre Drummond game. Anthony Davis, 26 points, five rebounds, two assists, three steals, two blocks. Yes, sir. And then Kyle Kuzma, once again, nothing great. Yeah, solid. 11 points, seven rebounds, eight assists. I'll give him those seven rebounds and eight assists, but 33% shooting. Would really wish Kyle Kuzma would just be that automatic shooter, man, and just kind of be the main scorer or the second main score when it's just him and Anthony Davis out there. So, wish we could get a little bit more scoring uh, production from Kyle Kuzma out here. And then off the bench, Matras Harold, 12 points, 2 assists, 3 rebounds. He shot 100% on 5 shots. Love seeing that. Ben McLemore has been great off this bench. 16 points, 3 rebounds. Definitely a huge piece, and he's going to be absolutely needed when LeBron James comes back. Taylor Horton Tucker, 6 points on 42% shooting. Nothing great, but uh, come up just a little bit short here of this Washington team. That is on a mission to win games, and I absolutely love it. They're still winning games here towards the end of the season, so you got to give them all that respect. Alrighty, next game up here, Celtics and the Hornets. Celtics get the win, another loss here for the Hornets, a little unfortunate, but everybody was back here for the Celtics, except for Kemba Walker, they still made it work, so let's start here with the Celtics, and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum did their thing, yes sir, baby, so let's start here, Jalen Brown, 38 points, 4 assists, 7 rebounds, 7 of 13 from 3, this is what the Celtics need to be, folks, uh, for this playing tournament, or for the playoffs, they need Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum kind of to put up 30 points every single night like they did last night, so Jalen Brown with the 38 points. Then we get Jason Tatum, 35 points, 8 assists, 8 rebounds, 4 of 10 from 3, 52% overall from the field. A great night. Tristan Thompson still getting it done here for the five. Definitely the best option that or the best decision that Brad Stevens has made. Making Tristan Thompson the starter, getting rid of Daniel Tice, and just kind of working with what they got. So love that. Tristan Thompson, 12 points, 13 rebounds. Evan Fournier still cannot do anything here on this team. Two points. Oh my god. Once again, two points, man. Like he had one good game, his like second game in, and that was it. And now he's, you know, two points on 14% shooting. Come on, Evan Fournier. Please. And then Tremont Waiters, six points as well as the number one. So we know the Celtics team is definitely reliant on Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. 
Evan Fournier's been truly lackluster, nothing great. Luckily, they have a little bit of a good bench that's starting to emerge a little bit. We just got Aaron Nesmith, 15 points and 9 rebounds. He played 31 minutes off the bench, so I'll give him that all day. Peyton Pritchard, another kind of a little step-back game. We saw two good games here, but 8 points. We'll give him that. The 8 points is still solid production, don't get us wrong, but on 28, 5% shooting. He had 3 assists and 3 rebounds to go along with that, but he was a plus 16 on the floor, the highest of the plus-minus on the Celtics team so now we're starting to see kind of what this Celtics team can do getting that little bit of depth that they needed and now once kind of Kemba Walker comes back we'll see if these other bench players can continue their role of evolving a little bit more here because if we get Peyton Pritchard and Aaron Nesmith solid bench con uh, contributors once Evan Fournier goes down to the bench I mean that's going to be three great offense or three good let's not go great yet three good offensive production pieces that they could have so Let's see what the Celtics team can do when they're full healthy, but they're definitely going to need some bench depth when they get into the playoffs. Alrighty, now the Hornets now. Alright, here we go. Devontae Graham, 25 points, 7 assists. He shot 5 of, five of 12 from 3. Once again, Terry Rozier, a little lackluster. 15 points on 1 of 8 from 3, getting to the line 6 times, hitting 22% from the field. So once again, Terry Rozier, a little underwhelming offensively. P.J. Washington, 19 points, 3 rebounds. Miles Bridges, 19 points, 4 assists, 4 rebounds. And then Cody Martin at the 3, 5 points on only 5 shots, 9, nine rebounds to go along with that. And then anything off the bench, good. We get Cody Zeller back off the bench, some solid minutes, 17 minutes off the bench, 16 points, 4 rebounds. But that was it that they really had off the bench. So just Terry Rozier, a little lackluster. Cody Martin not able to kind of get done scoring-wise, and that's why they're able to kind of lose by 9. So... Um, very well done to Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. This is what I love seeing 38, 35 points respectively for those two great Boston Celtics players. Alrighty, let's go to the Knicks and the Bulls now. Bulls letting us down. We had them plus four in our moneymaker. We're going to try and believe in them one more time. But uh, once again, lackluster scoring by this uh, Bulls starting roster. But let's start here with this Knicks team. RJ Barrett, 22 points, six assists, seven rebounds. Very well done. Three of five from three. Love it. Alfred Payton at the one, nine points, five assists. Nerlens Null at the five, eight points, eight rebounds, a plus 24, highest plus margin of the team. Yes, sir. Get it done, big fella. Woof. Uh, Julius Randle, 34 points, three assists, seven rebounds, four of seven from three, and 52% from the field. Julius Randle going crazy. And then Reggie Bullock, 13 points, four rebounds, efficient, three of five from three, 50% overall from the field. We will take that. Yes, sir. And then they kind of got bailed out because the bench didn't do anything great. We got Emmanuel quickly with the 13 points, but one of five from three, 40% from the field on 10 shots. Was that too efficient? Um, Taj Gibson off the bench, four points. We'll take those eight, eight, uh, eight rebounds. And then Derrick Rose, man, kind of fell in love with the scoring from that Suns game a little bit. Six points on 18% shooting on 11 shots. So luckily they kind of faced a lackluster scoring bowl squad. Luckily that uh, Julius Randle went for 34. So the bench kind of got bailed out a little bit. But overall, another good win here for the Knicks team. They could have floundered after they were on that big win streak that just got deflated in their last loss, their last game. But they go, they resaddle up, get get another win here, still staying in that number four seed here. So very well done to that next team, truly, for that bounce back win. Alrighty, now let's go to the Bulls. Here we go. <clears throat> 
Uh, the starting lineup, Kobe White at the 1, Garrett Temple at the 2, Daniel Tice at the 3, Patrick Williams at the 4, and Vucevic at the 5. So we see Daniel Tice moving to the 3. Didn't really work out too well last night. So Daniel Tice at the 3, 6.0 assists, 4 rebounds, 0 of 3 from 3, 33% overall. Put that man back down to the 4. Kobe White, once again, a lackluster night. Can't really rely on him too much. 12 points, 9 assists. I'll give him that. 9 assists, fantastic. 2 rebounds on 2 of 6 from 3, 38% from the field. Got to be better, man. He's got to be a 20-a-night scorer. Got to be 20 a night with um, Vucevic, and I know he's only in his second year, but man, oh man, we need to see. I mean, when push comes to shove, you've got to step it up. Now's your time. Go out and take control. Unfortunately, he's not doing it too consistently here. Garrett Temple at the two, 12 points. He shot 83%, two of two from the three, so fantastic there. Five assists, three rebounds. Vucevic, 26 points, 18 rebounds, three assists. He shot three of seven from three. And then Patrick Williams, seven points at the four on three of six from the field, so just nothing great here besides Vucevic for the starters. Off the bench, we get, you know, Thaddeus Young putting up 10 points, 6 assists, 4 rebounds, being a plus 4 on the floor in a big old loss here. A nice kind of 19-point loss. So, Thaddeus Young still getting it done. That man would have been 6th man of the year, but I think now, I mean, if they don't even get it in the playing tournament, folks, we can't even give Thaddeus Young 6th man of the year. Really have to be in the top 6 if you want to win an award. But, um, yeah, so a little unfortunate here by Thaddeus Young. He's trying man but uh, nobody else is getting the memo and then we get Laurie Markkanen off the bench once again 14 points 6 rebounds can count on him as well we just get nothing great from the starters and truly missing Zach Levine so we'll see if Zach Levine's coming back anytime soon but uh, they do need him because it's starting to slip a little bit their playoff chances are starting to slip they're now two games out from that 10th seed for the Wizards for the last spot in the playing tournament Alrighty, let's go to the Spurs and the Heat now. Heat getting back on track here with a win. Very well done. This was their starting lineup. Kendrick Nunn was back. That was great at the one. Duncan Robinson at the two. Jimmy Butler at the three. Ariza at the four. And Bam Adebayo at the five. Alrighty. Uh, Tyler Hero did not play again, unfortunately, but they didn't need him. So that's good. Yeah. <laughs> so here we go uh, for the Heat. Kendrick Nunn, 18 points, four rebounds. He shot two of six from three, 57% from the field. Duncan Robinson only eight points on. He only took eight shots, two of four from the three. Bam! Out of bio, second leading scorer. Love seeing that. Twenty-one points, eleven rebounds. Trevor Reza, once again, he's a little streaky out here, folks. Four points on seven shots, fourteen percent shooting. Nothing great there. One of five from the three. Six rebounds to go along with that. And then Jimmy Butler, 29 points, 6 assists, 8 rebounds, just getting it done, being kind of the key staple here of the C team. So the starters all decently got it done. The big names, the, the names that you have to rely on, Butler, Adebayo, and Kendrick Nunn got it done. And then the streakiness of De Duncan Robinson and Trevor Reza show back up last night, not getting it done offensively. Luckily, Goran Dragic was on, thank goodness, finally having another good game here. 18 points, 7 assists off the bench. Dwayne Dedman getting it done also off the bench. 18 points, 9 rebounds, so just getting it done without Tyler Hero. Good, actually great production. 36 points between those two players. We'll take that absolutely all day off the bench. So, Goran Dragic is back, man, and when he's on, him and Jimmy Butler, if they're both on, they're going to get the, the, the they're gonna get the win. They're going to get the job done. So, well done for the Heat to get back on track last night. Alrighty, now the Spurs, they ended up losing, unfortunately. We see DeMar DeRozan. Uh, playing the four here and you know he still did good 20 points eight assists four rebounds 53 percent shooting 
Um, the leading scorer was DeJounte Murray, and he actually had a great game. Triple-double for this man. 22 points, 11 assists, 10 rebounds at the starting point guard position. Love seeing this. The man trying to kind of rival Russell Westbrook a little bit. Um, and then we get uh, Devin Vassell at the 2, 11 points. Jacob Podol, 6.7 rebounds. And then Keldon Johnson at the 3, 14.6 rebounds. They got some decent production off the bench. Rudy Gay, 13 points. And then Lonnie Walker, 18 points, 3 rebounds off the bench. So, decent production there. Just came up a little short tier, losing by 5 here against the Heat. But very well done for the Heat, man. Uh, trying to secure a playoff spot here. They are tied with the Celtics. Unfortunately, they, they don't have the tiebreaker, so the Heat are the seventh seed. But, hey, they they get a win. They're right back in that sixth seed. Don't have to go through the playing tournament. So we'll see which kind of big team here, whether it's going to be the Hawks, the Celtics, or the Heat, that have to kind of play in that, turn, that playing tournament at that number seven seed. Alrighty, next game up, and thank goodness, man, thank freaking goodness, Blazers beat the Grizzlies 130-109, a big 21-point win, blowout win for the Blazers. Alrighty, they're back on track, finally. They just faced uh, the Grizzlies two times in their last three games. They just faced them last night for their third in the last four games, and they ended up winning because they lost those other two games. So, a great win here. They're on the two-game winning streak. Let's see if they can kind of climb back into that sixth spot there. So they don't have to go through that playing tournament. Uh, but very well done for the Blazers last night. So let's talk about them first. Damian Lillard, 23 points, 5 assists, 3 rebounds, 2 of 9 from 3. A little little light. Uh, CJ McCollum, 26 points, led the team in scoring. 4 of 6 from 3, 6 assists, 3 rebounds. Very well done. Nurchich, 15 points, 9 rebounds. Robert Covington, 0 points on 6 shots. Not the greatest. 6 rebounds to go along with those 0 points. And then Norman Powell, 24 points. Yes, sir, 4 assists, 5 rebounds. So, really a great night here by the starters, except for Robert Covington. This is kind of what we need to see. Damian Lillard, McCullum, and Norman Powell all kind of putting up 20-plus points because we can't really rely too much on the bench. Luckily, last night, Carmelo gave us a great performance. 18 points on 63% shooting from the field. 4 of 6 from 3. Six rebounds to go along with that. And he was a plus 27 on the floor, the highest plus minus on the squad. So very well done to Carmelo Anthony. But then we're back to Anthony Simons, eight points on 37% shooting. To, so that kind of seemed to be an outlier game that we just saw uh, their, their last game before this one. And then nothing else great. We still see um, Derek Jones Jr. not playing. How crazy is that? From starter to bench to not even playing. Really wish he would find a niche that he was actually great in. Whether it's points, assisting, or rebounding. He's a good defender like we say. But gosh darn, man. Um, and then Ennis Cantor off the bench. Only playing 11 minutes, 6 points, 8 rebounds. Still getting it done there. So... Great win by the uh, Blazers last night. Let's take a look at the Grizzlies. Lackluster scoring throughout. So we'll start here with John Morant. 10 points, 8 assists. I'll give him those assists, but 27% uh, shooting on 11 shots. Got to be better than that. Grayson Allen, only 7 points. 1 of 3 from the 3. 2 assists, 2 rebounds to go along with it. Jonas Valanciunas was the leading scorer with 19 points, 6 rebounds. Kyle Anderson, 6 points on 20% shooting. And then we get Dylan Brooks, who put up great uh, 18 points on 60% shooting. But, you know, there was just nothing great. This is a great production by Dylan Brooks, but everybody else kind of floundered here. But they did kind of get some great uh, bench production here. Jaron Jackson Jr., 13 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists on 2 of 10 for 3. Not great there. Wasn't efficient for those 13 points, but we'll give him those 13 points. Yes, sir. Brandon Clark put up 8 points, 10 rebounds. Once again, not the greatest shooting, 42% on 7 shots. 
Um, and then once again, Desmond Bain, once again, eight points, which we like and appreciate, but on poor shooting, 33% on nine shots. So, uh, starters were a little lackluster. Bench was pretty decent, but the starters lackluster, and that was a huge reason why they lost. So, we'll see how this Grizzlies team uh, is able to kind of rebound here. They are on a two-game losing streak, the eighth seed here in the West. They are basically kind of locked into a playing tournament spot at least uh, six and a half games back or in front of the Pelicans from that number 11 seed in the Western Conference. But, um, yeah, great win by the Blazers. Definitely want to see them get back on track here in these last two wins. We'll take it. Alrighty, next game up is the Nuggets and the Pelicans, and what a clutch performance by the MVP, Jokic, single-handedly winning the game last night for the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets had a nice little 10-point lead with like a minute left, but these all these turnovers for these last minutes by the Pelicans really made it a close game, so we've got the game 114-112 with 9 seconds left. Denver Nuggets are inbounding the basketball. Once again, another turnover with the final minute on the inbound pass. <clears throat> so the Pelicans have the possession of the ball down two with nine seconds left. Here we go. Let's see what they do. They hand it off to Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram drives, dumps it off to Zion Williamson. But then there's Jokic, baby. Block for the win. Zion goes up with it. It gets blocked by Jokic. Game over at that point. Yes, sir. Jokic getting it done. Got to give him the MVP, man. Got he's, he's clearly the front runner right now. And another win here late down the stretch. Single-handedly being kind of the main person to win the game with the block. We'll take that all day. So... Great night for the Nuggets last night besides like the final minute. Like we said, a lot of turnovers there. But let's talk about this Nuggets team still rocking with Facundo Capazzo as the starting point guard. And he had a great game, man. And if Facundo Capazzo could do this on a nightly basis, oh my goodness, watch out for this Nuggets team still. We don't even have to kind of be like, oh, well, they don't have Jamal Murray because Facundo Capazzo is here, folks. 19 points, 10 assists, 6 rebounds on 66% from the field, 3 of 6 from 3. Fantastic! Great! This is kind of what Jamal Murray does, but this is kind of a, um, yeah, this is good. This is real solid here by Capazzo, so love it. P.J. Dozier at the two, eight points, two assists, two rebounds. Jokic, 32 points, three steals, three blocks, eight assists, seven rebounds. A great night by that man. The game-winning block, gotta love it. Aaron Gordon, 10 points on 57% shooting on seven shots. We'll take that, five rebounds to go along with that. Michael Porter Jr. getting it done as well, 28 points, 8 rebounds, 3 of 8 from 3, and 57% from the field on 21 shots. So, yes, sir, the starting lineup gets it done. Bench is a little lackluster. Austin Rivers, 0 points on 5 shots. 4 of those shots were from the 3, not getting anything, so not the greatest there. Paul Millsap, 7 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals. We'll take that in only 18 minutes, but nothing else really great here off the bench for the Nuggets. So, once again, it's going to be this bench, man. How good is this bench going to be? We need Austin Rivers, and we definitely need Monte Morris back. Monte Morris needs to get back, and if uh, Austin Rivers can kind of put up those 10-plus points a night with Monte Morris, now we're talking about a solid team. But very well done to Capazzo last night. Very well done to Jokic for getting the game-winning block. 
All right, let's talk about the Pelicans now. Once again, a pretty good game here by all the starters. Just unfortunately came a up a little short here. So Lonzo Ball, 16 points, 12 assists, 12 rebounds, triple-double for the man. A great game. Unfortunately, doesn't translate to a win. Once again, unfortunate for Lonzo Ball not being able to get the win. Yes, he's having some great nights, but if it's not translating to wins, man, we can't talk about you as high as we talk about other players in this league that continuously win games. Um, is this a three-game losing streak for the Pelicans? What do we got here? One-game losing streak. They're 4-6 and six in the last 10. They're not even in the playing tournament. They're four spots away, four games away from that number 10th seed in the playing tournament. So there's got to be some urgency on this Pelicans team, and we're just not seeing it. Um, Eric Bledsoe, 17 points, 4 assists, 3 rebounds. He had a pretty good game, 2 of 6 from 3, 58% from the field, but we'll take those 17 points all day. Steven Adams only playing 12 minutes in the starting lineup, 12, uh, 2 points, 2 assists, 1 rebound. Zion Williamson, 21 points, but look at this, 47% shooting, a little lackluster. And then Brandon Ingram's 27 points, 5 assists, 7 rebounds. He was clutch all night. Unfortunately, Zion Williamson got blocked at the end. And then off the bench, what do we get? Jackson Hayes, 10 points, 3 rebounds in 13 minutes. We will take that all day. So just unfortunate, man. Um, kind of a little bit of a bigger win than what the final score was. Just a two-point win for the Nuggets. Kind of more likely an eight-point win for them. Uh, just all those turnovers in that final minute, man. But uh, well done for Jokic, man. Being that key clutch player. Got to respect it. Alrighty, here we go. Um, Suns, Clippers. Suns get the win 109-101 over the Clippers. Like we said, there was no Kawhi Leonard. So, I mean, we were this close to taking Clippers plus four, but we saw no Kawhi Leonard, so we had to stay away from it. So, if Kawhi Leonard plays, I mean, we probably cover the plus four. So, once again, good on us for staying away from this game, recognizing that it's not the best value here. So let's start here with the Sun. Chris Paul gets it done. He was the leading scorer for this game. Clutch threes in this game. Yes, sir. Chris Paul, man. I absolutely love it, man. He's single-handedly winning the game. We just saw it against the Knicks. Kind of here against the Clippers late in this game as well. So shout out to Chris Paul, man. Ageless wonder. And let me knock on wood because I'm not trying to jinx anybody out here. But man, oh, man. We saw what he did last year. We've seen what, he do, what he's doing this year. And how old is this man? Let's get the age on him. I want to say like 34. Um, 35. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, a little up there, definitely want to get this man a ring. So let's see if he can do it here with the, with the Suns team, close out the season on a good, uh, regular season. Let's see if he can do it in the playoffs. But Chris Paul, let's start with him. 28 points, 10 assists. Like I said, led the team in scoring four of eight from three. Fantastic. 66% from the field. Fantastic. Devin Booker, 21 points, three assists, six rebounds. He shot one of six from three. So, uh, luckily Chris Paul was there to pick up the slack a little bit. DeAndre Ayton, five points, getting locked up all night. Two of eight from the field, not great, but those eleven uh, those eleven rebounds will take. Torrey Craig in the starting lineup, love seeing that. Ten points, six rebounds, yes sir, at the starting four. And then McCall Bridges, thirteen points, seven rebounds, three steals, two blocks. Great night by him. So. Great night by the starters here. Maybe Devin Booker a little lackluster. DeAndre Ayton definitely lackluster with the only five points. But we get great bench production here. Fantastic. Cameron Payne, 15 points, four assists, four rebounds. And then Frank Kaminsky, 13 points, two rebounds. We will take that all day. So very well done to Cameron Payne, Frank Kaminsky. Cameron Johnson a little lackluster. He played 28 minutes, but two points on 14% shooting. Oh, of six from three. Come on, man. Got to be there. Got to get it done, especially with Jay Crowder out, man. So 
Suns are able to kind of hold off for the win. Very well done by Chris Paul. Now let's talk about this Clippers team. I mean, all the starters really got it done here. Just a little lackluster off the bench. But uh, shout out to all these starters here. And if Kawhi Leonard was playing... I think the Clippers probably win, and that's why we still have them kind of number one. We'll see if it gets kind of shaken up tomorrow when we uh, re-update our power rankings in the NBA. But let's talk about this Clippers team now. Reggie Jackson still is the starting point guard. 10 points, 4 assists, 2 rebounds. He shot 36% from the field. Nothing great. We've seen definitely better games from that man. Paul George at the 2, 25 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 steals. He shot 3 of 9 from 3, 42% from the field. Zubak, 14 points, 7 in rebounds at the 5. Marcus Morris, 16 points, 4 rebounds, 3 of 7 from 3. And then Terrence Mann at the 3, 12.6 rebounds. So, once again, pretty solid here. All the starters in double-digit scoring-wise. Paul George putting up 25 points. Fantastic. Off the bench, just nothing great. Rondo had 9.7 rebounds, four, or 7 assists, 4 rebounds. That was good. Uh, not that kind of double-digit score, just one point off. So, I guess we'll give it to him a little bit better. Nicholas Batum, 8 points, 1 assist, and then Luke Kennard, 5 points. So really only playing 3 or, or four, uh, 4 bench players out there. Nothing truly great than the Clippers lose because no Kawhi Leonard. And then the last game of the night, an absolute blowout win for the Jazz, putting up 154 points. Holy moly, beating the Kings 154-105, a 50-point win, 49-point win, geez. So let's start here with the Jazz and probably won't even talk about the Kings. But uh, here we go, the Jazz, um, no um, Donovan Mitchell still, Joe Ingles in the starting lineup, no uh, Mike Connolly, so it's Joe Ingles being the starting point guard. 13 points, 7 assists, 2 rebounds. Very well done to get it done, Joe. Love it. Royce O'Neal at the 2. 10 points, 5 assists, 2 rebounds. Rudy Gobert, 12 points, 10 rebounds. Georges Niang, 19 points, 4 assists, 3 rebounds. And let's see this, man. He's now in the starting lineup, Georges Niang, for that great kind of fourth quarter performance in their last game. So very well done. Georges Niang, man, a little bit of a sleeper, man. He can't shoot the ball 5 of 7 from 3. So if the Jazz get another shooter, Georges Niang coming off the bench the entire season, season now awakening at the back half of the season watch out for this jazz team in the playoffs man they do they're deep and they've got shooters everywhere and then Bohan Bogdanovich, 24 points, 4 assists, 3 rebounds. He shot 1 of 5 from the 3, so nothing great there, but 43% overall from the field. And then that brings us down to their bench. Jordan Clarkson, 23 points, 3 rebounds, classic Jordan Clarkson. Uh, Jarrell Bentley, Brantley. 13 points, 3 rebounds, 3 assists. Matt Thomas, 17 points on 7 of 7 from the field, 100% on only 9 minutes. So even he was getting into the action. So great scoring here by literally everybody. If you were playing 9 or more minutes, you basically put up 10 or more points out there. So everybody was on. They didn't even have Mike Connolly. Still don't have Donovan Mitchell. And they're still able to put up 154 points. Yes, sir. All right, and then for the Kings, no De'Aaron Fox. Buddy Heald, 18 points. Only taking six threes. That's a little wild, yeah? Uh, if De'Aaron Fox wasn't there, I'd expected this man to put up like 18 threes a game. But uh, he led the team in scoring, 18 points, uh, along with Roquan Holmes with the 18 points. But like we say, nothing great on this Kings team, especially without De'Aaron Fox. So, Alrighty, let's quickly see what we've got on tap here in the NBA tonight. We'll do our moneymaker quickly, and then we'll start trying to find some value of how to make some money here in the draft. Alrighty, so the NBA tonight, no nationally televised games, which is a smart move for the NBA. They're not going to get any viewers tonight. 
Uh, but this is what we got to have in the league. Mavericks, Pistons, Nets, Pacers, Bucks, Rockets, Warriors, Timberwolves. Yes, sir. Timberwolves. We're making money tonight. Pelicans, Thunder, and the Nuggets and the Raptors. Ooh, going to be a tough game here for the Nuggets on the back-to-back. -back. Let's see if they can get it done. All right, so we went one and one in our moneymaker last night. Oh, look at DraftKings. Oh, they've got the logos now on their website. Yes, sir, DraftKings. We see you out there upgrading all that money people are losing or going to the infrastructure of the website. I love it. Ooh, looking clean out here. Yes, sir. Add some color to it, not just kind of black and green. I'm about it. Yes, sir. All righty. So let's start here with the Mavericks and the Pistons, baby. Here we go. Mavericks minus eight and a half. Pistons plus eight and a half. For the Mavericks, JJ Reddick, game time decision. Josh Richardson, game time decision. Dorian Finney-Smith, game time decision. Chris Porzingis, game time decision. Maxi Kleber, game time decision. Luka Doncic, game time decision. I'm sure they're all playing. Most of them are playing. Um, and then for the Pistons, Mason Plumlee is out. Rodney McGruder is out. Jeremy Grant is out. And Dennis Smith is out. So Mavericks minus eight and a half should be good all day. So we'll take that. Let's uh, let's take the Mavericks here. We'll give them a chance here on draft night. Can they impress us? We'll swallow the eight and a half here. Pistons without Jeremy Grant. Come on. Come on. Let's see. Actually, let's go to Fantasy Labs real quick. That's a lot of players with the game time decisions. So let's go to Fantasy Labs. Let's see if we get anything. Uh, Kyrie Irving is out today. So let's keep that in mind when we're looking at them. Um, does not seem like there's that much information coming out right now on players. So yeah, all those players being game time decisions, somebody's got to play, yeah. Probably should stay away from it, but we'll live on the edge today. Mavericks minus 8.5. Alrighty, Bucks, Rockets, Bucks minus 13, Rockets plus 13. Giannis game time decision, Dante DiVincenzo game time decision. And we saw what happened last time when Dante DiVincenzo didn't play. They lost the game. What the hell is that about? Um, and then the Rockets, DJ Augustine out, Eric Gordon out, John Wall's out for the season, remember? Avery Bradley game time decision, Daniel House Jr. game time decision, Sterling Brown still out, and Dante or Deve, David Waba is also out. So going to stay away from this one. Way too high of a spread. We don't like this Rockets team anymore. We'll stay away from it. Warriors, Timberwolves, come on, folks. Y'all know we got to ride the T-Wolves train. Yes, sir. Warriors minus four, Timberwolves plus four. We're taking the Timberwolves plus four. Yes, sir. But let's just make sure who's in and out here. Damian Lee is out for the Warriors. Kelly Oubre Jr. is a game time decision. And Eric Poshkal is out for the Warriors. And Malik Beasley is the only member out for the Timberwolves. So, yes, sir, we love what this Timberwolves team is doing. They're still winning, being competitive. We know the Warriors kind of play down to their competition. And this Timberwolves team is good. But they may get a little kind of, you know, caught off guard here. Because we know the media, we know the Vegas is disrespectful to the Timberwolves. Not us here. It takes my fans. Watch the draft. Make some money. Timberwolves plus four. That's how you do it, folks. Alrighty, then we get the Raptors and the Nuggets. Raptors plus three, Nuggets minus three. Pat, Paul Watson out for the Raptors. Chris Boucher is out and Gary Trent Jr. is out. And then for the Nuggets, Will Barton is out. Monte Morse is still out. So the Nuggets are on a back-to-back. -back. They should win this game, no problem. But we are going to stay away from it because they are on the back-to-back. -back and they we kind of left a little bad taste in our mouth of how they floundered in the final minute, folks. It was truly kind of bizarre. Um, so we'll stay away from Raptors, Nuggets. Hopefully the Raptors can get the win. Hopefully Facundo Capazzo can still get it done at the point guard position, especially without Monte Morris and Austin Rivers playing not that great last night.
All right, and then the last game of the night, the Pelicans and the Thunder. Pelicans minus 10, Thunder plus 10. You trust in Thunder? You trust in Pelicans plus 10, minus 10? Because I'm not trusting any of these teams here. Uh, but here we go for the Pelicans. Steven Adams, game time decision. Josh Hart still out. Nikhil Alexander-Walker out. And then for the Thunder, Mike Muscala is out. And Shea Gillis-Alexander's uh, out. So uh, they're getting a lot of their players back. Only those two players out. Uh, Dort should be 100%. So everybody's kind of good to go with this Thunder team. Plus, plus, this Pelicans team on the back-to-back. -back. Thunder didn't play last night, right? We didn't talk about them. So, uh, yeah, Thunder plus 10. A little interesting here. Uh, let's live on it. Let's live on Thunder plus 10. Everybody's kind of good to go besides Shake Gillis Alexander. So, yeah, we'll take the 10 there for the Thunder. Yes, sir. Can't really trust this Pelicans team too much right now. So, this is what we got tonight. Mavericks minus 8.5. Timberwolves plus 4. That's the best bet of the night, folks. And then the Thunder plus 10. Feeling good about that one. Alrighty, before we talk about some draft prop bets on how to make some money, let's once again check to see what is going on here. In this sports world, now that we're kind of another half hour removed from looking at breaking news. So Seahawks did sign former first round defensive lineman Robert Camdichi. Alrighty, anything good here? Any other potential fake stories, potential real stories? Not really seeing anything here. Not really seeing anything here. Why is that um, Nets? Um, we can't bet on this Nets game. Probably because we don't know about the Kyrie Irving. That probably just hit, so they took the game off. Is that what we're thinking? All right. All right. What was this? Uh, let me look at this, what this Nets spread is. What they got on Score Mobile. So they got Nets Pacers. Nets minus 8.5. Pacers plus 8.5. Kyrie Irving out. James Harden good to go. Nicholas, Nicholas Claxton still out. Uh, Sabonis still out. Miles Turner still out. So we probably would have stayed away from it anyway. Alrighty. NFL updates running a giveaway here on Twitter. Name all the quarterbacks drafted in the first round and where they end up. Winner gets 100 bucks. Yes, sir. Go follow that account. That's a that's such a good account, folks. Truly follow them on Twitter. Um, my sports update on Twitter. Love it. All righty. Does not seem like uh, nothing's breaking yet. So I guess we're free and clear from the rumors for a little little bit longer <laughs> all righty folks let's head over to what we can get in the nba or in the nfl draft tonight so here we go let's talk about the first overall pick here we go how we can make some money tonight on the draft so the first overall pick you can't make any money on it it's trevor lawrence minus ten thousand you bet a million you only win ten thousand dollars folks i mean the risk reward is not even that well i guess it is because it's a guaranteed ten thousand dollars unless urban meyer pulls the biggest freaking surprise of the night and goes justin fields because he was ohio state i mean i don't um um i don't think um I don't think Urban Meyer was there for any of uh, of uh, Justin Fields' career, no? Let's double check on that. 
Justin Fields got there in 20 or no 2018 was Georgia so 2019 was Ohio State and I think uh, he was already gone by then Urban Meyer Urban Meyer uh yeah Ryan Day was his head coach so he's not uh, uh, bah, bah. Urban Meyer's never looked at Justin Fields so you know that would be a big surprise if he does that just kind of goes with Ohio State alumni I don't really see that happening so can't really make any money on that first overall pick and now look at this one now this one's kind of locked in as well Zach Wilson also minus 10,000 on the second overall pick so Zach Wilson going to the Jets kind of clear cut we really kind of thought that um, Robert Sala was going to maybe potentially take Justin Fields if the 49ers were looking at him big because we know Robert Sala just came for the 49ers. That was kind of something that we're keeping our eye on if Robert Sala was going to try and stick it to the 49ers if the 49ers were thinking about Justin Fields. Then I think Robert Sala would have thought about taking Justin Fields at number two. But looks to seem like Zach Wilson is kind of clear cut the number the second overall pick. At minus 10,000. And now this is where we can find some good value here. The third overall pick. The favorite is Mac Jones. But it's only minus 150, folks. That's really kind of, you know, not that great of odds. Uh, Trey Lance is plus 150. So that's a little clear. And then we get Justin Fields at plus 600. I really think that's the best decision, man. Uh, Mac Jones, he had an all-star started studded roster offensively with Alabama. Trey Lance was good one season in the FCS, and then in 2020 in the FCS when they played one game, he threw the pick in the 50% completion percentage. And then Justin Fields, he's been just a winner. The only games he lost was the last game of the season because it was in the college football playoffs, and he was getting it done two seasons in a row. So I really think Justin Fields is the safer pick here, but... The 49ers have their own way, but we still think they're taking Justin Fields here. Do not rule that. Do not let that be a, out of the realm of out of the realm of possibilities, folks. I would still bet this, maybe 10 bucks on Justin Fields plus 600. Uh, that would win you 60. If you bet 100, you win 100, you win 600. I would kind of go 100 bucks on that. We have Justin Fields in our uh, mock draft that we just did yesterday. We've got Justin Fields going number three. I really cannot see what the 49ers saw in Mac Jones that make that makes him such a, an attractable freaking uh, quarterback over Justin Fields. And I really don't get the Trey Lance. I think having Justin Fields uh, behind Trey Lance is truly disrespectful. Like I said, I guess I can maybe understand a little bit Mac Jones over Justin Fields. Not really. I mean, Mac Jones beat him head to head in the national championship game, and he had 4,500 yards that's real good but at the end of the day you have to take all the facts around it and he's got a DUI you can't trust his judgment off the floor uh, off the field so what the hell so I would say this man a couple of bucks on Justin Fields third overall pick it's great value it's good value I mean we know Justin Fields is kind of a good prospect no come on you got to give him better than Trey Lance so I would say Justin Fields at the third third overall pick, plus 600 is great value, folks. I'll let you all determine how much you want to put on it. Uh, but I think it's good value. It's good value plus 600. You can make a lot of money on this potentially being a good, solid pickup as well. So uh, that's one way to make some money tonight on the draft. Top five pick. Any of these players going in the top five, you can make some money. Uh, what do we get here? Jamar, what, what do we got at number five? Who's picking number five? Jamar Chase. Yeah, Jamar Chase at number five. What do we get for that? 
Minus 200, that's not that great of odds. Uh, but that's definitely good. I would definitely, I love, Jamar Chase, I think, is definitely for the Bengals. I think that's a 1,000% set in stone. Uh, top five pick, Justin Fields, plus 125. We'll see if anybody trades up to get him. We know the Saints are looking to trade up. Don't think they're in the quarterback market, but potentially maybe they kind of do what the Broncos are thinking about doing, maybe having three quarterbacks come into camp. It'll be interesting there. What else do we get here in the top five? Can we make any money? Kyle Pitts in the top five. What do we get for that? Minus 400, yeah. Uh, Trey Lance in the top five, minus 125. I really don't see him going in the top five. I lost the 49ers draft him, but I don't think so. So, yeah, I, uh, the best value here is probably Justin Fields at 125. Jamar Chase at minus 200, I think, is a surefire bet because I think that's where the Bengals are going. All right, now let's talk about top 10 pick. What can we get? Any great value here? What about Devontae Smith in the top 10? What do we get there? Plus 110? Wow! Devontae Smith to go top 10 is plus 110. That's fantastic value, folks, right there. There it is. Fantastic value. What else here in the top 10? What about Jalen Waddle? Because I think he's going to the Lions. Jalen Waddle, ooh, minus 150. So we get a little better, little bit better odds with Devontae Smith here at plus 110. All right, um, what about Patrick Certain? Can he go in the top 10? They got him at minus 167. All righty. I can't believe their disrespect. I don't understand the disrespect of Devontae Smith because he's 170 pounds. Okay, okay. He's a Heisman winner. National championship winner. Getting better every single season winner. Come on. All right, what else do we get into the top 10? That, um, Aziz Ujilari. Okay, all righty. This could be a huge one. Where do we get that? Aziz Ujilari right here, plus 1,400. Let's take Kayla Fairley out there. Didn't mean to click on him. Aziz Ujilari, folks. We just did our mock draft last night. And we've got uh, the Cowboys at pick number 10 wanting to get the edge rusher. And I know everybody's big on Quiddy Pay. I get it. But I love what I saw from Uz Aziz Ujilari, folks. I think it's a fantastic value here at plus 1400 You put 100 you put a, oh, you put 100 bucks on you win 1400 That's fantastic. But if you put, you put 10 bucks on it, a little kind of just, you know, some fun cash here while you're watching over three hours. I mean, $10 in three hours. I mean, that's pretty solid money to kind of pony up. No, entertainment value. Pay for the value. You folks pay us pay us first uh, to, and pay us five bucks a month over at patreon.com slash stakes by fans we could use that uh we're providing entertainment but you know a three-hour event tonight 10 bucks on aziz Uj Uj oh my goodness i'm trying to go quick here aziz Ujulari there at plus 1400 i think it's good value folks that's all we're looking at right now what is potential good value what can i put 10 bucks on that i think still could potentially happen decently i think it's good amount of chance of happening that i could also make a couple of bucks on aziz Ujulari is good value at plus 1400 of a first top 10 pick especially with the saints wanting to trade up in the, the into the top 10 who are they gonna get the cowboys we have U aziz Ujulari going at number 10 to the cowboys edge rusher so I love that. Plus 1,400. Yes, sir. Um, and then let's compare that to Quiddy Pay, another edge rusher that could potentially get picked. He's at plus 120 as well. So I, I think that's good value as well here. Quiddy Pay, he's kind of the front runner for the first edge rusher taken. And the Cowboys are picking 10, folks. That's pretty good value here of top 10 pick. All righty. I think that may be it for the top 10 value here. Can't really see anything else kind of happening here. 
What about um, Panay Siwa? Oh, yeah, he's minus 715. Yes, sir. And then Mac Jones in the top 10 is minus 1,000. Interesting, man. Interesting. The Broncos don't really need a quarterback at number 9, but they could still potentially get one. We'll see. And then the top 32 pick. Ooh, going in the first round. Let's see if we get something here. Okay. What can we get in this one? Najee Harris minus 305. I think that's definitely going to happen. Um, Anything good? What do we get here? Whose big pluses that we can bet some money on? Kyle Trask plus 800. Now that's interesting just because of the kind of Patriots at number 15. We're really not sure where they're going. Um, but there's really no, there's really only five teams that need a quarterback or want a quarterback. And there's only five good quarterbacks. So Kyle Trask may not be good. We don't even like Kyle Trask. We think he's Mitch Trubisky out here. So stay away from Kyle Trask. Um, yeah, there's really no good value here. I mean, if you just want to kind of double your money, kind of win your money back, um, Travis Etienne minus one twenty-five. That's fine. Uh, Najee Harris minus three hundred five. You won't make that much money on. But we got Travis Etienne. There's a couple of teams that could draft this man in the first round. Steelers going number twenty-six. They can get him. Bills going number. 30 they can get him as well so Travis Etienne here minus 125 here for the first round that's fantastic value folks you put 100 bucks on it you win like 90 something um let's actually put it up here we can do it singles mode uh Travis Etienne you put 100 bucks on Travis Etienne you win 80 bucks that's not bad I think he's definitely there's suitors out there for him folks I mean that's all the Steelers need is a running back so Travis Etienne I think if you want to kind of put a large amount of money on something that really has a really great chance of happening while winning some good chunk of change 100 bucks Travis Etienne first round you win 80 bucks you get your 100 back and you win 80 180 then you take that 180 for the second round and then we'll have some value there for y'all coming tomorrow that's three-day event let's make some money here tonight Alrighty, what else do we get here? Team's first pick. Player to be selected with the team's first draft pick. Oh, okay. Devontae Smith at plus 250. I mean, that's what we've been saying, folks. He gets drafted with the team's first pick. Oh, this is a Giants. This is a Giants special? Oh, no, I don't want the Giants. What are you, crazy? They're not going to get a wide receiver, I don't think. Uh, Giants uh, first selection. We've got, ooh, this is interesting. Panay Sewell. This is interesting. Plus a thousand here. This is what we have in our mock draft. Panay Sewell falling down to number eleven for the Giants, and they would pick him up, I would think. So Panay Sewell plus a thousand for the Giants first overall pick here. First first round pick. I like it. Broncos, Eagles. Well, you can only do it for those three teams. <laughs> Funny. Um Why does it say tomorrow at six PM? This is today. What is going on here? What is this? Why does that say tomorrow at 6 p.m.? I don't get that. Player to be selected with the team's first draft pick. Yeah, I don't know why that's tomorrow. <laughs> All right. So, if our kind of mock draft is right here, if we're just kind of following what we did, we have Panay Sewell going to the Giants' first round pick, and that's plus 1,000. So, once again, decent odds there. Throw 10 bucks on it, you win 100. Um, all right, then the Denver Broncos. This one got kind of a little messed up because they just traded for Teddy Bridgewater, but we had them taking Mac Jones, and he's plus 1,000 as well. I would stay away from that one. And then the Eagles, we don't really know what they're going to do. We had them taking Michael Parsons, linebacker. And if they take him, 
That's plus 700. So once again, decent value there. So, alrighty. Position of team's first pick. What is this? Oh, okay. So, what the Giants are going to pick, what the Broncos are going to pick, what the Eagles, why are they only uh, obsessed with those teams? Oh, but we get what the Eagle, what the Bears are doing. Uh, so we can bet on this exact playing position of what the Bears do with their first drafted player. Well, we have the Bears going number 20, Rashad Bateman, wide receiver. But we know they could potentially trade out of that. That's a potential trading spot. Um, but we went wide receiver, and that's plus 275. We can do the Colts. Colts offensive lineman I think is great value here. Um, plus 130, shore up the running game a little bit more. Even though the running backs are great, just shore up the line a little bit. Protect Carson Wentz. That's what he needs. I mean, he needs protection. You've got to keep this man healthy. So I would say this is fantastic right here. Colts draft an offensive lineman plus, plus 130 with their first pick. I think that's fantastic, man. Great odds. What the Panthers do, what the Steelers do, running back minus 125. Once again, good value. It's just decent value, basically kind of, you know, kind of double your money. Team to draft player. Justin Fields, who drafts him? Plus 250, man. The Patriots, they've got the best odds. How crazy. Do they move up in this draft, man? They could, they could. Exact outcome. Alrighty. Yes, sir. Let's do this. Here we go. We'll finish off our betting on the draft with this. What is the exact outcome on picks three, four, and five? Woof. Alrighty. So their options are here are, you know, Mac Jones with Kyle Pitts and Jamar Chase. Uh, Panay Sewell getting in here. Justin Fields getting in here, Trey Lance getting in here. So if we just go what we got with the first three picks, we got Justin Fields, three, Kyle Pitts, four, and Jamar Chase, five. So let's kind of see what that would pay out. Justin Fields, three, Kyle Pitts, four, Jamar Chase, five. That's plus 1,000, folks. So if, we, if our thinking is right here, it really just depends on that number three. We know Kyle Pitts is going to go to number four or they trade back. We know Jamar Chase is going number five. That's really the only option there at number five. So the really only kind of big question mark here is what goes on with the 49ers at number three. We expect Justin Fields. So. Alrighty, so these are some of our prop bets that we like tonight. Justin Fields going third overall. It's plus 600. We think it's great value. We're not 100% certain it's going to work out, but it's good value. Put 10 bucks on it. You can win 60 bucks. That's good value on our part, according to us. We think that's good value, folks, and that's what we're looking at. What is the good value that has a good amount of chance, that has a decent amount of chance of happening with great odds that we can make good money on? And, you know, turning $10 to 60 bucks, I would say that's good odds um, or a good value. So Justin Fields plus 600 of getting drafted third overall. We love it. Devontae Smith to be drafted in the top 10 is plus 110. Basically just double your money. Once again, good value there. Aziz Ujulari, he's our best, highest ranked defensive edge rusher, and we know the Cowboys need it. So Aziz Ujulari going in the top 10, plus 1,400. We think it's good value, folks. We think it could happen. We actually think it's going to happen. And we think it's got a decent chance of happening, and we get a good amount of odds here. You put ten bucks on it, you win one hundred and forty bucks. Once again, good value, folks. Travis Etienne to be drafted in the first round, minus one twenty-five. Once again, great value there. Basically, just kind of double your money, put a hundred on it, and it pays out. What does it pay out? 
80 bucks. So once again, it's good value, folks. He's going to go first round. I, I would say absolutely. There's, there's The Steelers will overreach and get a running back first round. It's just who do they choose? I think it's going to be Travis Etienne, though, the, the speedster. And then, all right, here we go. The first, the Colts' first draft pick is going to be taking an offensive lineman. It's plus 130. That's really all they need, folks. Their defense is fine. Their offensive is actually really great. They've got the receivers, T.Y. Hilton, Michael Pittman Jr., Carson Wentz. They've got the running backs, Travis E.T. or not Travis E.T.N., uh, Neham Hines, Jonathan Taylor, Marlon Mack. They'll get rid of one of them, maybe. I hope they keep them all, but um, so that's good value there. Shore up their line. Protect Carson Wentz. They need to protect Carson Wentz. So offensive lineman being the Colts' first Pick, plus 130, that's great odds. And then uh, the exact outcomes of pick three, four, and five, we've got it as Justin Fields, Kyle Pitts, and Jamar Chase. That's plus 1,000. Once again, good value. Put it 10 bucks, you win 100. So once again, some nice value here. You can put 10 bucks on, win some nice chunk of change here on tonight's outcomes. We're feeling pretty good about it. Alrighty, one more time before we log off for kind of the first uh, stretch of today. We're back live uh, 7.30 tonight. Uh, but let's see if anything is breaking. I was told the Saints general manager, Mickey Loomis, is working the phone, trying to trade into the top 10 per sources. The primary reason isn't a quarterback. It's actually for another position, although there is one quarterback not named Trevor who would change their minds if he was still available. Interesting. Oh, this is easy. I'm about to enter this giveaway right here. Here we go. Once again, my sports update on Twitter. Follow them. Great information. Great Twitter account. Giveaway here. Correctly predict where these three wide receivers land. Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, and Jalen Waddle. We know where they're landing, folks. Well, we know Jamar Chase is a thousand percent going to the Bengals, so let's put that up. Uh Jamar Chase. He's going to the Bengals, folks. They are not taking offensive linemen. Devontae Smith is going to the Dolphins, or the beard is gone. And Jalen Waddell, we like him going to the uh, the Lions. Dan Campbell officially says, hey, I'm about that life. I'm about this offense. Let's get it done. So uh, easy 100 bucks here. Easy 100 bucks. Don't copy us because if I have to split the 50 bucks, if I got to split the 100 bucks with y'all, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> Alrighty, folks. Uh, doesn't seem like anything else is breaking here. Alrighty, folks. Alrighty. Well, we've done all we could. We have done all we could. Two months into studying these draft prospects, getting ready for tonight's action, folks. It's all coming to a head tonight. So join us 730 Eastern time. We're going to be kind of, you know, for that first half hours, let's see what's what's happening from 1.37 p.m. till 7.30 p.m. Let's see what's happening. Let's get ready. Let's get all of our fears and all our anxieties and all of our predictions out in the open. And let's just sit back and all we can do is watch and hopefully our teams are making the right choices out here, folks. So, 
Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. We're back tonight and tomorrow, but tonight first. Tonight, 7.30 Eastern. Come join us. It's going to be fun. We're just going to be cooling, folks. Just cooling, talking, interacting. Let me know what y'all think, folks. Let me know what you want your team to do. I'm very interested, man. So it's going to be a great night, folks. Cannot wait. Uh, so we'll be back, folks. 7.30 tonight. All righty.